years ago, two awkwardly shaped boys became best friends. That friendship grew over time. Then the two awkwardly shaped boys became men and got their own radio show. <laughs> what you're listening to right now is two best friends. It's Mikey and Bob. We've never seen each other naked. Not that we don't want to. It it just hasn't happened yet. Welcome to the 961 Kiss Morning Freak Show. Good looking, good smelling Bob. Hi. There he is. Hi. Hi. Hey. How are you? Uh, I'm nice, man. Ready to uh, do the show and uh, have uh, fun and smiles and laughs with everyone this morning. Coffee's tasting nice. I slept in a little bit this morning. Not like I was going to miss the show or anything, but just, you know, woke up and told the alarm, I'm going to need 10 more. I'm going to need 10 more minutes. Nothing wrong with that, as long as you tell the alarm. Yep. Uh, First tweet here to uh, start the day from Jordan. This is a good one. Is there a podcast for your first ever show? No, there's not. I wish there was. I don't even remember our first show. Neither do I. It was probably awful. I mean, it had to have been awful because we don't even remember it. It was no, we were probably just going like, "Hi, we're the new morning show here," and "Hello, how's how's it going?" We're going to be a little bit different. We have absolutely no idea what we're doing. Uh, I don't know. No, but there's no uh, there's no tape anywhere that exists of our first show, which is kind of sad. It is right. It is like. I I don't like we I, should have taken the time to make yeah. sure that we saved that. Yeah. We should have thought that maybe this little radio show that we do here might turn into something where down the road we will want to listen to and play back for our audience our first ever radio show. No, we we don't have it. What do you think is the earliest like thing we even have? Well, I know now listen. We can talk about things and audio that we have before we started doing this radio show here. Because yeah. those things is, exist. We've played them on the show before. Most notably, the one that we go to all the time, we've played on the show a couple times, is uh, Bob's demo. He, uh, he made a demo... Uh, basically when we were in broadcasting school where he was doing like, uh, what was it? A drunk driving PSA? Yeah. 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 <laughs> good. I'll dig that up this morning again. <laughs> I, don't, All right. I don't know if we need to play that. Were you doing, were you doing like a weather report in a PSA at some point too? Yeah. It was all okay. just, it was bad. Oh, AM 640 right. WNLD. <laughs> best mix. Let's take a look at your 60 forecast today. It was a perfect day out. Sunny and 72. <laughs> Tonight it's going to be clear with a low of 54. <laughs> Tomorrow, two great days. Dude. Two perfect days in a row. Sunny with a high days. of 75. Oh, man. Tomorrow night the clouds roll in. It's going to be okay. It's going to be cloudy with a low of 51. Right now in Southfield, it's 68 degrees on 640 oh, AM. God, WNLD. Well, listen to that calming, sweet oh. voice on you. Oh, God. Amazing. I mean, you should be on uh, like an easy listening oh. station like a... Like a, a station they play in a doctor's office or a dentist waiting room. 
two great days, two perfect days out there. I just remember the broadcasting school that we wasted like six months of our lives in. Like you had to talk, talk with a smile. Yeah, well, they they always ta- talk with a yeah, smile. They taught us how to do radio properly, and then we forgot everything we knew and uh, became the most powerful morning show in all of Pittsburgh. So no, our first show does not exist anywhere. Sad, but at least Bob's weather report does. Uh. <laughs> Uh, Mikey and Bob, 96.1 Kiss. It is the uh, morning freak show. Man, hot again today and just sticky and moist and creamy. High today about 90 degrees. Chances some uh, severe thunderstorms today, right? Yeah, yeah. In later, the uh, area. Later tonight, this afternoon, yeah. So hot, humid, thunderstormy as summer gets its uh, final squirts out here. Uh, Jordan tweeted us uh, to start the show. Is there a podcast for your first ever show? Uh, and there's not. Sadly, uh, it does not exist. I wish it did. We would probably play it like once a year on Honestly. the show. I don't. I feel like we don't even have anything from like the first year of our show. No. Like uh-uh. I'm not even talking about the first show. Maybe the first year or two, but we don't even have anything from. I don't know why. I don't know where it is. I don't know where it all went. But who knows? Now, when we first started doing the radio show, there were two things that we did to uh, just, I guess, kind of be the the new shiny thing on the radio where we were just like, hey, everybody, look over here. Uh, we did something called listener numbers where we said, hi, uh, we're the new morning show. We don't know what we're doing, but if you're listening to us, uh, tell us, call up and tell us some things about yourself and we're going to number every one of our listeners. Because the ratings on this station were so bad when we first started. No one was listening. Nobody was listening at all. So we were just like, okay, who's listening? Tell us about yourself. And we're going to, we're going to get a notebook out and we're going to number you and give you a listener number. Uh, Like we we could have turned the music off and people would have been more curious to see (laughs) and tuned in to listen to see what was going to happen. I think I still have our first ratings from when we had like our first ratings period uh pr- probably like as a as a full show like when we we got going you know maybe a couple months into the show and it was like a 300% ratings increase i wonder if we look at our ratings now compared to what they were on the station before we got here like what percentage of a jump it is right it's got to be like, I'm not even right. It's got to be like four to five times, right? Yeah, at least, at least. So we did listener numbers and we numbered our listeners. Uh, we did that for a few years. I still actually have the notebooks where we numbered all of our listeners when we first started. And then we used to do this thing on the show that people still uh, remember to this day called the hot girl check-in and the hot mom check-in. Mm-hmm. There were different variations of it where we would just have uh, girls call up or moms call up. They would tell us their name, where they're from, and we'd sing a little song, and we called the hot girl check-in. I do know that we still have some hot girl check-in available, like the audio. <laughs> now, I don't know if I want to go down that path, because at one point our boss was basically saying, hey, everybody knows you for the hot girl check-in. Do it at least once an hour. Right, right. So our show at, at one point got to where we were just doing this little bit that we made up called the hot girl check-in where we were singing a song and saying weird things to people and you know it's kind of a fun fun little thing right it was pretty much all we did though but then we just got to the point where me and bob were just like listen i can't do this for like 
I, I just I can't do this every morning, like every hour. I, I'm just like, it's mind numbing to me. So we just got to a point where we're just like, eh, we're just done. We're just done. We're I think, just, I think uh, we had a couple people complain of things we said to them, too. Yeah, there. well, there were complaints because a lot of times we would just, uh, people would call up and then we'd say something completely ridiculous. And sometimes it would be either disgusting, maybe borderline offensive, um, and then uh, we would move on. So, yeah, there are probably a couple complaints that maybe uh, sunk it, too. But we just got to the point where we did it for a couple years and almost once an hour. And it was just like, okay, I we can't do that. No more. Yeah, Jordan tweeted us again. I was just always curious if you guys had anything from the original or even like a uh, Mikey and Bob origin story. Yeah, we've told our origin story on the show before. Uh, we both grew up together, played like Little League Baseball together. I'll give you the quick version here. Uh, went to high school together, both graduated high school, tried college for a semester or two, both dropped out. Mm-hmm. Bob decided to go to a broadcasting school, which was kind of like a trade school, so I went with him. That was kind of a joke. We uh, we lasted there and, I guess, graduated there, but we got an internship at a radio station. Then we're just like, wow, this is what a real radio station is like. Got fired from there. Yeah. Weren't yeah. even getting paid. Got fired from there. We, we did get paid. And then eventually, uh, you know, a couple things fall our way, and we end up with our own radio show in Pittsburgh. That's kind of how it is. It's not a uh, – there's no real uh, – I guess super no, great story yeah, to it. Yeah, there's no sexy backstory to no, it, really. No, we don't have college degrees or anything. We literally fell into this job. And, uh, again, if this if this job ended today, we would have no degree or no nothing to fall back on because we have no no skills at all. We don't even have skills to do this show, but somehow we've been doing it. I'm just glad you guys enjoy us. Uh, that's the main thing here. No matter what we've done over the years, it seems like you all enjoy it. And that's what uh, that's what it's all about. Uh, Nicholas tweets here, please, God, play some old hot mom check-in. I just have to hear it. Ben tweets, I've been a listener since day one. My listener number is 50-something. I mean, that's OG right there. If you remember your listener number, you are Mikey and Bob OG. <laughs> Tony tweets, what got me hooked on your show uh, was Pittsburgh Steeler time, that song initially. I thought, okay, these guys have something. I think I was listening to Alan Cox on 105.9 The X in those days. He called your show to complain about the noise. Uh, yeah, our studio is, uh, it used to be the 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 room right next to 105.9 The X. Yeah. They're, they're two doors down now. Um, but we used to be so loud in here in the morning that the guy who was doing the morning show on The X would hear us like through the walls. Wait, we shared the vent too. With yeah, them. and through the vent, so he could hear us. And uh, yeah, he uh, he would complain quite often about that. Uh, yeah, Pittsburgh Steeler time though. That is, I think that may be one of the first things that also hooked people on our show because Heinz uh, Ward, you know, Steelers wide receiving legend, he used to do uh, the Heinz Ward show yeah. on DVE. So he would be up here at the station, like in the evening, once a week during the the, the season, doing his uh, his show. So we told our boss, "Hey, can we come up one night that Heinz is doing his show and just ask if he'll do this uh, this uh, like some random song with us?" And so we got Heinz, and he had never met us before. Nope, had no idea what we were about to do, uh-uh. and we kind of just said. Okay, we showed him that uh, that song in that video, the peanut butter jelly time, peanut butter jelly time. 
Remember that with like the dancing banana? Remember when that was a thing on the internet? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're just like, all right, we're going to do that, but sing Pittsburgh Steeler time, Pittsburgh Steeler time, Pittsburgh Steeler, Pittsburgh Steeler, Pittsburgh Steeler with a baseball bat. And then Heinz was just like, all right, hit record. Let's go. Heinz Warren, the freak show, Pittsburgh Steeler time. Here we go. Pittsburgh Steeler time. Pittsburgh Steeler I did not expect to uh, maybe ever play Heinz Ward Pittsburgh Steeler time version on the show. Yet here we are randomly. Uh, at the end of August 2018, and somehow it it, uh, it makes his way uh, back here. Uh, ben tweets us, do you guys still have the aluminum foil ball? Uh, yeah, it's down in our office. It's huge. Uh, I think that probably spawned in the first year or two we did the show. Uh, Bob's wife used to pack him a lunch. And, uh, it, you know, we started just taking the foil that it'd be wrapped in and making like a tiny foil ball. Well, that grew. Started out small. And then we started talking about it on the show and started telling listeners to to mail us foil or drop it off at the station. It got to the point where every day after our show, we were rolling a giant aluminum foil ball down the hallways here at our building. Trying to wrap. Yeah, trying to wrap all the foil that listeners were sending us. And at one point, we just had to say, stop, because we couldn't fit it through doorways. So it's in our office. We use it as a chair now. It's so big. It's solid. Yeah, it still lives. And it probably, what do you think it weighs? Probably 100 pounds? At it's least, probably 100 yeah, pounds. It's solid. It's and heavy. it's not like we started with a basketball and wrapped it. It's like 100 pounds of aluminum foil. But it's kind of flat now because so many people have sat on it uh, over the years. But yes, we still do have the aluminum foil ball. I did not expect this to be uh, OG uh, reminisce about the early days of the show. Yet here we are today. Uh, you know, we were talking about how we used to give out listener numbers to because uh, this station had no ratings. Nobody was listening to this station um, in the morning when we got here. Uh, so we just said, you know, for people to call up, tell us about themselves, and we give them a number. And we did that for years. Uh, we also used to do something called like the hot mom or the hot girl check-in uh, that lasted, that had a good run. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hold on. I, I got to play this because Natalie tweets us here. When the grape lady fell and you mixed her screams in with songs, I was like, what the hell is happening? And immediately called and got a listener number. It made quite the impact on people. I remember asking my friend, uh, who the heck were you guys? Because I just moved back to Pittsburgh and was so confused. Okay, I have not heard this clip in years. This was a this was one of those, I, I, I really think, first kind of news reports to really go viral before yeah. we were even calling videos yep, viral, right? Yep, uh-huh. uh, this happened down at Fox 5 in Atlanta. There was some sort of wine fest going on, so they had some lady from the winery there with one of the uh, Fox 5 reporters, and they were doing you know, a live morning shot where they're, they were stomping grapes up on this, uh, this platform, and the lady ended up falling down, mm-hmm. the, the grape lady who works at the, uh, the winery, I think. Or was it the news lady? I don't know. One of them fell down, right? And uh, the noise that she let out <laughs> after she fell off the platform, 
still to this. I haven't heard this in years. And These here are filled with Chamberson grapes. The winner this Saturday, who's stopping music, eating international foods, having wine tours and tasting, vineyard tours, seminars, arts and crafts. So they're stomping it's grapes. A lot of fun, a whole day. A lot Stop. of fun. She's about to fall. Okay, so that's the noise of a lady. She fell off like a platform that's maybe two or three feet in the air as yeah, she was stomping yeah. grapes. She fell right on her face. And then it goes back to the uh, the people, the, the anchors in the studio, and this is so awkward. Oh, no. Oh, oh boy, dear. I think she's actually hurt. No, there. I think she is. Yeah, she's Ouch. hurt. She took a hard fall off there. Okay. Boy, gosh, I hope she's okay. Oh, boy, gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh, wow. Hope she's okay. I mean, that lady sounded like she was dying. Those were real death screams right there as she fell from stomping grapes. How does one's how does one make that noise in pain? That's unbelievable. Right? Oh, I can't I love that they didn't cut away real quick either. No, it's they like... just, yeah, they just they wrote it out. They knew they had gold right there and wrote it out. By the <laughs> way, I know somebody's gonna eventually tweet this. We are not gonna mix the grape lady clip. That's like over a decade old now with animal mating noises. We're not gonna do this. We might do it. Maybe. Ryan tweets us here. Can you play something from the first show that you actually have? We do we don't have our first show. It's gone. It doesn't exist anywhere. Unless somebody was recording it somewhere and has never let us know. We have nothing from our first show. I don't even know if we have anything from the first, like, year we were here. Yeah. It just... We never uh, hung on to anything, never recorded no, anything. it just doesn't exist. So now we just reminisce about clips like the Grape Lady. Oh, oh, And she died. No, she was fine. She's okay. I think she like broke her leg or yeah, dislocated a, soul, a shoulder or something like that. Uh, Garrett tweets us here. If you're just joining the show, this isn't going to make any sense, but I'll I'll make sense of it for you. Garrett tweets us here. Can you guys mix the grape lady and the Antonio Brown fart? Little backstory here. Uh, TMZ posted a video yesterday, right, of Antonio Brown Steelers wide receiver. Uh, it looked like he was at a doctor's office or something, mm-hmm. and he was getting his uh, body fat uh, percentage, which it was 3%, but he was passing gas at the, uh, like, basically right in front of the doctor. Uh-huh. <laughs> I had a lot of fiber, bro. Okay. And uh, that's Antonio Brown passing gas. And then, you know, we were reminiscing about this this clip from years ago that we played on the show. I think this was one of the first kind of viral news clips gone wrong that we ever played on the show is this lady on Fox 5 in Atlanta stomping grapes on a platform and then she fell off and just gave off the most just uncomfortable cringy blood curdling kind of screams as she fell down so there we go let's mix it with the farts there I 
Okay, the best part I about that the still. best part of that whole thing is the I can't breathe one, right? <laughs> the best part about that is all right, this is again mixing a over decade old viral clip of a lady falling down, squishing grapes with Antonio Brown passing gas. Breathe in the stop is <laughs> just the greatest part of that whole thing. All right. Uh, it's been a weird show this morning. Let's just continue the weirdness here. It is time for today in Freak Show History. Brought to us by Moe's Southwest Grill. Welcome to Moe's. Here Mo's. we go. Today in, in Freak, Freak Show History. Uh, today in Freak Show History, I didn't think we were going to do this, but screw it. Let's do it anyway. This isn't like a real Today in Freak Show History because I don't actually know what the date was that this was from. But since we're doing this whole uh, random reminiscing at the uh, first part of our show today, because somebody asked us at the start of the show, do we have our first show on tape? And we don't. We don't have a podcast of it. We don't have any audio of our first show. And then we started talking about what do people remember from when we first started and things like that. And, of course, the hot girl or hot mom checking got brought up. So for today in Freak Show history, very special. And when you hear some of this, you may know why we had to stop doing it. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a bit aggressive. How about just like a minute here of the okay. hot mom checking? This is an old hot mom checking for today in Freak Show history. Enjoy it. <gasps> hot, hot mom, mom checking. Check Ooh. Hot, hot mom, mom checking. Check this is our uh, dedication to the moms. Hi, my name is Wendy from Yukon. I want to say hi to Nathan, Samantha, Lucas, Elizabeth, Abigail, and Zach. Uh, Dad's got a sweet tooth. Dad's got a sweet tooth for donkey testicles. Hot mom check-in. This is Laura. I'm calling from <laughs> Brentwood, and I wanted to say hello to my babies, Chloe and Bailey. Okay. Uh, mom's got a fetish. Mom's got a fetish. Big guys and bratwurst. Hot mom check-in. Hi, this is Christina Gray. I wanted to say hi to my kids, Taylor and Dominic, and I wanted to wish Taylor a happy ninth birthday. Okay. Um, barbecue gone bad. Barbecue gone bad. Grandpa burn his meat. Hot mom check-in. All right, so there you go. That was today in Freak Show history, a special hot mom check-in. Now you know why we don't do that anymore. <laughs> I drop a donkey testicle. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Been doing that for years now. Matt tweets is here. Oh, my God, yes. Please, guys, play more OG era show clips. There's got to be at least one Hump Day Wednesday clip out there that's suitable to air in 2018. I mean, we should pick uh, just a day where you guys can just request. All right, how about this? We'll make it a day like a Friday. I will just, we'll we'll start the show on a Friday. Just say, all right, what old clips do you want to hear? And we'll we'll do that. Because I know we play some older stuff when like me and Bob aren't here and we go on vacation and stuff. But usually that's just stuff from the past couple years. We'll just try to dig in. If you want to go like real old school, like early years of the show, maybe one day we'll just call it. I mean, we have done the first hour of the show like that today. So today is almost like an OG show, but whatever. We got stuff to do. Sidney Crosby got some award. I don't even know where he was. Or he was speaking somewhere. I don't know what's happening, but the Penguins just tweeted out a clip of Sidney Crosby. He was uh, being asked about when he was living with uh, with Mario Lemieux here. I think he stayed in Mario's basement for how many years? It was like that. A little more than one. It was like that movie Failure to Launch, <laughs> exactly. right? You wouldn't leave. You wouldn't want to leave either. Trust me. It was a good setup. All right. All right. He's <laughs> got jokes. Yeah. Wouldn't want to leave Mario's either. It was a good setup there. Uh, Le'Veon Bell. 
There was a report in the uh, Post-Gazette by Jerry Dulac that said that some of uh, Le'Veon Bell's Steelers teammates expected Le'Veon to show up, uh, what, on Labor Day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right before the team's season opener, which is uh, at Cleveland. Mm-hmm. What is that, like the ninth, I think? I believe so. So he'd get like a weekend, maybe, five or six days in. Uh, Le'Veon Bell tweeted, though, don't believe the fake news. I never said anything to no one. Alright, so there you go. Okay, then. So, moving on. Le'Veon doesn't have to show up until the first game, really. Literally, like, first game. Who knows when he's going to show up, uh, but he doesn't have to. And I know that people are down on Le'Veon Bell for not going to training camp and all that. I always go back to the point. If you didn't have to go to work, would you? Because Le'Veon Bell doesn't contractually with the franchise tag have to do this stuff. Would you go... Yeah, but he should want to win a Super Bowl. Okay, do you want your company to win a Super Bowl? Would you go work for free just so your company can get more profits? Because if you just look at it like a job, which a pro athlete is, you might not be so hard on Le'Veon Bell. Because all he's doing right now is not showing up for work when he doesn't have to. Well, plus I'm pretty sure none of those dudes like any of the training camp crap, you know? Yeah. I mean, they have to be there, though, but... I think if, if you had a choice, I think if a lot of go. players could take off training camp and yeah. just train on their own, right? Eh, they might. Uh, Neil Huntington on his radio show said, uh, "As we look at next year's Pirates Club, the core of it is going to be this year's club." Huh. All right, so expect the Pirates to blow again next year. They lost to the Cardinals five to two. They're fourteen games back in the NL Central, eight and a half games out of a wild card, but there are eight teams ahead of them. The Pirates, at one point. We're tickling a wild card spot. We're tickling maybe challenging for the NL Central. I think there was a point where they were a game and a half out. And then they made big moves at the trade deadline, and it literally all fell apart, and they are awful now. Now, there's this report that's gone national that's pretty funny from uh, Neil Payne, who writes for 538.com. They uh, broke down 50 years of sports. Out of the four major leagues, baseball, football, basketball, and hockey, to find the team that stands out the least. The most average team <laughs> in the past 50 years who have had the most average numbers season after season. It is your Pittsburgh Pirates. Just completely unspectacular for Woo! the past 50 years. Number one. When you break down all the stats, it's like win percentage. Scoring differential, different things, offense and defense. Their stats from this 538.com uh, you know, website that does a lot of these analytical things yeah. says that the Pittsburgh Pirates are just unspectacular right down to the core. Statistically, the world's most middle-of-the-road baseball team, not just of this season, but in all of modern history. Uh, in the NHL, it's the Philadelphia Flyers for the past four or five seasons, they say because they're pretty uh, mediocre. Also, the New Jersey Devils, the uh, Los Angeles Angels, the Washington Wizards, and the Philadelphia Phillies also make the list. But over the past 50 years of sports history, the Pittsburgh Pirates We're number one. are the most Woo! mediocre teams. Is that worthy of a sky blast? I feel like that is. 
I feel like number one in all of sports in something. One special sky blast. Over the past 50 years, we just need a completely mediocre sky blast. Hey, Buckos fans, get your six-pack of tickets right now. We're not great. We're not awful. We're mediocre. Get your tickets now. They bring in a guy named Dale, and he's got a pontoon boat and like three bottle rockets. I would actually go to that. If you could promise me a Yinzer and a pontoon boat doing a sky blast, just fill Dale's pontoon boat with a bunch of really powerful, like, Zambelli fireworks. <laughs> I would love to watch that. He's got to be drunk while he's doing it, though. Of course. Don't drink and shoot fireworks, kids. Dale's a professional. There was a guy down in uh, Kentucky whose cousin, yeah. who they think was on meth, uh, tried to rob him yeah. of some interesting things. This is the uh, report here. Officials say meth is on the rise, and as a result, so is crime. Yeah. Must have been a bad batch around here because Floyd County's went crazy in the last four days. This is a real news report down in Kentucky, a right? A bad batch. All right, so that's the guy who got robbed talking about the bad. The county's must have been gone a, crazy. Must have been a bad batch because county going crazy. Neighbors notified Mason Tackett that his cousin, Philip Matthew Higgins, yeah. was seen carrying items from his house. All right, what has he got here? When I finally got down here to the house yep. to look see what happened, the door was standing wide open. It looked like he was packing up for a yard sale when he came out. How great is this guy? Given the uh, eyewitness report of his cousin trying to steal things from his house. I mean, if you were stealing things too, you'd think you'd take, you know, like jewelry, something expensive maybe. This guy was not going for high dollar items as he was robbing packing his cousin up. while he was high on math. And that is when he confronted Higgins. The confrontation took a dangerous turn once Tackett found items belonging to him. Yep. He did pull a gun on me uh -oh. when I got back around the house because I guess he thought I was upset with him. Yep. Items not normally the target of a would-be burglar. Now here we go. Here's the best part of the story. Who steals a cheese grater? Who steals a cheese grater? The guy like picks up his cheese grater, which has been returned to him now. Who steals a cheese grater? Who steals a cheese grater? Who steals a cheese grater? He's got the worst Lysol. He stole an empty bottle of... Uh, I mean, he's empty got... Empty bottle of Lysol. Lysol. Frank. He stole an empty bottle of spray. The guy is one of those just regular Lysol bottle. It's empty. Who steals an empty bottle of spray? And then... What got me the most was my soap. He stole my soap. Who steals soap? He stole my soap. Classic right there. What gets me the most? He stole my soap. What got me the most was my soap. My soap. What got me the most was my soap. He stole my soap. He stole my soap. Who steals soap? Who steals soap? I mean, the two <laughs> the two items that I just love there. Cheese grater. Who steals a cheese grater? Who steals a cheese grater? Somebody high on meth. What got me the most was my soap. My soap. He stole my soap. Who steals soap? Who steals soap? Uh, WQED. And the just Pittsburgh legend, Rick Seaback, who, you know, has hosted so many specials from WQED. That guy is Pittsburgh, Rick Seaback. He is uh, an incredible human being. Um, I think a lot of people know Rick Seaback from narrating the Kennywood memory specials on WQED, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like those were filmed in like the late 80s, early 90s, you know? Um, and they've been running on WQED for like decades now. I mean, you can catch him on a random weekend if you're yeah. lucky enough. And they're always fun to watch, like, nowadays, too, because you see, like, people, how they used to dress, go to Kennywood, like, matching, like, neon outfits and stuff like that. So Kennywood memories, there's so much classic material in there, right? So WQED tweeted out 
nebbing around the WQED vault unearthed more Kennywood memories. We take you back to 1988. You know, that Kennywood summer for a new show of sorts as part of Rick Seaback's Nebby series. Wow. It premieres Thursday, September 20th, 8 p.m. on WQED. So basically what happened is all those old classic Kennywood memories, they basically found all the raw footage from that Yeah, and said, hey, let's get Seaback to just narrate another special. Because when I first saw this, I thought, oh, they're going to like do it again, and Rick Seaback's going to go back to Kennywood and be like, you know, do an, an updated Kennywood memories. Oh, no, that ain't what's happening here. They just found more footage from 1988. And since Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh, I think we'd all rather see Kennywood 1988 footage I'm than Kennywood 2018 footage, right? Completely <laughs> honest. I'm down for 88 footage. Absolutely. Rather so, than a new one. Um, this is the uh, little uh, trailer tease they put out. Rick Seaback narrating the uh, trailer for That Kennywood Summer. In the summer of 1988, a WQED field crew went to the amusement park called Kennywood oh 24 times. We gathered footage and interviews and put together a documentary called Kennywood Memories. Needless to say, we shot a lot of material that never made it into that program. Wow. Well, we've dug up some of that unused, never-before-seen footage from 1988, and we've made a program called That Kennywood Summer. I'm ready. It's part of our Nebby series. Okay, so basically they're taking old 1988 Kennywood footage, which, yes. my God, it's just all gold. Yes. And, and they, they, they have all the raw, uncut <laughs> stuff that never made it into the Kennywood memory special. So that Kennywood summer will be coming in September. I can't wait. Like, where are we putting the big screen? Mayor Peduto needs to get on this right now because I feel like this could be the first annual Yins Fest. Let's put a big screen. This is what kicks it off. Let's put a big screen down at the point, right? Mm-hmm. The, let's get fireworks. Seaback, obviously. Uh, Rick Seaback, obviously. Sally Wigan can come, too. She's a nice lady, right? Seaback, Wigan, big screen down at the point for the first airing of the WQED new but old Kennywood Memories special, right? And dogs catching Frisbees, too, because what would be an event down at the point without dogs catching Frisbees? Dogs catching Frisbees, fireworks, big screen, Seaback, Wigan, Kennywood Memories, let's do it. Follow and tweet the 961 Kiss Morning Freak Show. Katie tweets us, you just know it's going to be a good day when the first words you hear on the radio is cat nipples. At FS Mikey and at FS Big Bob. Always weird things happening down in the state of Florida. It is time for another Florida story. Here we go. Oh! Attention all listeners of the Freak Show. It's time to travel to the Sunshine State. Yes. It happened again. It's another Florida story. Driven by Pittsburgh Auto Depot. Uh, let's go with the name change. Let's go with the town name change because this has to do uh, with Heinz, right? Yeah, yeah. Heinz actually got a town in Florida to change their name uh, from Mayo. The, the town was called Mayo to Miracle Whip. Right, that's the uh, the story here. Spread the word. Only in Florida would a town change its name to a mayonnaise substitute. There he is, right there. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
<laughs> what a state, man. What a setup there. What a state. What a setup it is. That is a great setup. Spread the word. Only in Florida would a town change its name to a mayonnaise substitute. <laughs> the town of Mayo in the Big Bend has surprised its 1,500 residents by temporarily changing its name to, yep. there it is on the water tower, right. Miracle Whip. <laughs> so it says Miracle Whip Florida now, uh, basically, on the uh, on they, the water tower in the, town. The town water tower. It's a very small city. It's only got about 1,500 residents, uh, but they changed their town name from Mayo to Miracle Whip because Heinz uh, gave them 25 grand. It's I all think. part of a branding partnership with Kraft Heinz, the makers of Miracle Whip. Look, you could have a t-shirt there. Proud to be from Miracle Whip, Florida. Oh my God, I want that t-shirt so bad. <laughs> if anybody from Heinz that works for Heinz at all is listening right now, please. Miracle Whip, the, Florida? The biggest sizes you have. I need a I'm from Miracle Whip, Florida t-shirt. Has a ring to it. So the city for this little stunt is getting about $25,000 and again, the name change is only temporary uh, and the city's going to use that money for beautification projects, uh, you but you know, there always has to be someone that has a problem with it. Uh, an advocacy group says that there's a chance that city leaders violated the state sunshine law oh. because they made this deal behind closed doors oh. because they wanted it. It was supposed to be a big surprise for the residents and oh. there were cameras and it was part of a Miracle Whip promotion campaign. So yeah, people have to, you know, I don't know. Yeah, people are uh, a couple people in the city, I guess, would be upset about it because nobody was really let in on it. But listen, it was a surprise. How can you be upset that your name of your city is going to be Miracle Whip Free T-shirts. Free T-shirts. <laughs> Yeah, if you're really that upset Come about on. it, just ask for a free T-shirt, and uh, I'm sure they'll get you one. Miracle Whip, Florida. So Heinz gives them 25 grand. This uh, small Seems city kind of cheap though, right? Of 20, Mayo, 25 grand. Yeah, whoever negotiated uh, that deal from Mayo, Florida, yeah. with Heinz, what is what's what's 25 grand gonna do? Maybe, maybe gonna, the T-shirts close the deal though. Uh, maybe it was 25 grand and. We got four boxes of T-shirts that say I'm from Miracle Whip, Florida. And they're like, yeah, 25 grand. I don't know. We're doing this behind closed doors because we want to surprise the residents with it. We're going to change the water tower. You know, Heinz will take care of that. We want, yeah, I don't know, though. 25 grand. I don't know if we're going to do it. And then Heinz is like, what if I told you we can get you four boxes of T-shirts in various sizes? That say, I'm from Miracle Whip, Florida. And they were just like, done deal. All in. Done deal. I'm from Miracle Whip, Florida. Florida making the show once again. Hey, do we have a naked story on the uh, show today? Does the streak continue? Because, I don't know. What do we got? Like, what day are we on? Well, yeah, what day are we on, and do we uh, do we have a naked story today? Uh, we do, and it's 19 in a row. Okay, so you're telling me that uh, we do have a naked story today? Yes. And this will be the 19th straight show that we've done covering a story about somebody getting naked. Um, just give me a quick, quick, quick blurb about the naked story. Where's it at, and uh, who's naked? Well, it's in Florida. Yeah. All right. Well, surprise. And it started out with a orange speedo. Okay. The orange speedo comes off then, right? Spo- All right. Spoiler alert. All right. <laughs> Naked story coming up. Did you see this clip from Boston? Yeah. With the, uh, the skydiving uh, plane? Uh, this was on Boston 25. There was a uh, skydiving plane that had to uh, make a crash landing uh, near Boston. And uh, it was carrying some skydivers. So this guy took the plane up 
and he was high enough, got to an altitude where the skydivers could jump out. Mm-hmm. And then he had to make an emergency like crash landing with the plane. This uh, 20-year-old pilot who had to kind of purposefully crash land the plane, he was fine. Everybody was fine. Just he had to make a, uh, a crash landing. So this reporter, Catherine Burcham, uh, with Boston 25 News, uh, was reporting uh, on it. And see if you can uh, catch the, uh, the the screw-up kind of in here. And Hazelden told us that he believes the issue was with a defective flux capacitator, though the NTSB wouldn't comment on any potential cause today. All right, it's that, it's that part that he's talking about there. Uh, that he told the reporter, the flux capacitator. So she said that the pilot said it was because of a defective flux capacitator, which may have caused the crash. Now, a flux capacitor is the component in the... uh, the time-traveling DeLorean car in the Back to the Future movie franchise that was, uh, what's that, late 80s and through the 90s, I believe, the three Back to the Future movies with Michael J. Fox time-traveling in the DeLorean. That was the flux capacitor. So this pilot may have just told her it was the flux capacitor that went out. He probably just, he got into a plane crash. He wasn't having such a good day. Maybe the reporter just asked, hey, what went wrong? And he said, it was the flux capacitor. But she said that he told her it was the flux capacitator. So she probably just screwed that up. It is possible, I guess, because people are saying, all right, what could he have meant? (laughs) Right. They said that he may have blamed the crash on a flux gate compass, which is a magnetic (laughs) instrument used to help pilots keep the... uh, the uh, the airplane level with the earth. That's but not even close. No, I mean, that's the closest, I guess, in a plane that you can come to a flux capacitor is the flux gate compass, but she went all in and said it was the flux capacitor. And Hazelden told us that he believes the issue was with a defective flux capacitor. Uh, it may have been the flux capacitor. I can just, uh, so everybody's making the connection that this pilot told her it was the flux capacitor. She told everybody it was the flux capacitor, and now everybody on the internet's having a laugh because... He was probably referring to the uh, time-traveling DeLorean in the Back to the Future movies. We had a lot of people send us this dolphin story. Glad you guys think of us when stories like this pop up. I I know we say it all the time, but I think our show, more than any other show in this city, does not work without the listeners. Like, I feel like other shows can survive and function. I don't know if we can without our listeners. Because it's just us, and we don't have a squad of people. We don't have, you know, people that are scheduling interviews and doing things for us. It's just us. So a lot of times, the content of our show is things that our listeners send to us. Yeah. We had a lot of people send us this story, and like Bob said, I'm really glad you guys think of us um, when you see a uh, story that has the headline, Horny Dolphin Has Been Prowling the Beach in France. On the prowl. All right. We want to go international with this uh, story here? Yes. Uh, This is from the Telegraph over in the UK. A French village uh, last week banned swimming after an overly playful dolphin reportedly tried to rub up against humans in boats. Oh, it starts out playful. Zafar is the sexually frustrated dolphin's name. Horny Zafar. Why does that name sound familiar? Zafar. Zafar, I don't know. Oh, uh, wasn't the uh wasn't the bad guy in Aladdin? Wasn't it Jafar? 
Right? I think that's what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of, of Aladdin, I think. I think it was Jafar, right? Oh, horny Jafar. Can you not confirm that? Have you never I'm seen looking, Aladdin? Man, Aladdin was the best. I can't wait for that Aladdin remake. I'm all in on that. I mean, I've maybe seen Aladdin two times. In I my think life. the Aladdin plays in town right now. Is that right? I don't know any of this. Okay, so there's Jafar. A, yeah, okay, that's what I'm thinking of then. That's why Zafar sounded familiar. Uh, but this uh, has nothing to do with the movie or play or live action movie that's coming out of Aladdin. This has to do with a sexually frustrated dolphin in France, Zafar. Just clearing that up. Uh, the dolphin Zafar tried to block several swimmers from returning to land. <laughs> One woman actually required a rescue boat to retrieve her. Listen, the Sci Fi Channel's got to make this movie, right? Zafar, the sexually frustrated dolphin. Dolphin in heat. Uh, it's got to happen, right? In all these attacks that aren't really attacks. Oh, they're like, not attacks at all. You know, you know how like in, in shark movies, it's just like, oh, people getting their parts bitten off yeah, and all yeah. the things like that. And there's blood in the water. This one, it's just like, uh, like, I want the people scared like they are when shark attacks are going to happen. Like, oh, gosh, it's, oh, it's, oh, no. The dolphin's coming for me, and you see the little the little dolphin fin in the water. You hear the dolphin, eh! you hear the dolphin noises, sure, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh my god, it's coming! And then all of a sudden, the dolphin gets right up to the person and just starts rubbing on him. And then they're just like, <laughs> oh good gosh, this doesn't even hurt. They're this like, is I'm weird. Gonna, I'm gonna be okay. I don't even need saving. This is just kind of uncomfortable. This dolphin is really giving me a rub right now. <laughs> That's the movie the Sci-Fi Channel needs to make. Quit messing with all these movies with, uh, you know. Over the top. Like, Sharknados are done. I know oh, there's the another movie. Sharktopus. Yeah. Sharktopus. <laughs> they made a bunch of ridiculous ones, didn't they? I saw one. Um, I saw one a couple weekends ago that had a six-headed shark. I'm not lying. And it was the sequel, the one that had a five-headed shark. I'm not lying. <laughs> Look it up right now. How do we do it bigger? We okay, give it another but hold head. On, but hold on. One of the shark's heads was like the, the, the end of the shark tail. So the six-headed shark had five heads, and then like the tail of the shark was another head. So it could get you from all angles. Mind-blowing. It is. Could you imagine if you had another human head sticking out of your ass? Oh, my God. And you were in the water with a horny dolphin? Where are we with this story now? Okay, so the dolphin, Zafar, is bumping up against boats. Uh, one woman required a rescue boat. Uh, the dolphin, Zafar, also bumped up against boats and even flew over a kayaker. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Somebody help this damn dolphin out. This dolphin is taking it to the air. This dolphin is having so much problems that it jumped over a damn kayaker. Uh, so it's ten foot dolphin, and they ban people from playing, uh, you know, in this area and swimming uh, and getting close to the dolphin. The mayor of the French town said, "I took this decree to preserve the safety of people." Many bathers were very frightened. He even raised a bather last Thursday with his nose. Man, this uh, this Zafar is really just like, you know. Raised a bather out of the water? Yeah, I guess so, with his nose. Elizabeth dolphin Hawkins, uh, lead researcher of Dolphin Research Australia, told the Washington Post that Zafar appears to be a socially solitary dolphin left with an unfulfilled yearning for social contact. I mean, somebody's got to be the hero here. 
the hero and uh send in the rock where's the rock when we need him <laughs> okay is this the next rock movie where where's the rock All when right. we need him listen the rock uh whatever that skyscraper movie was yeah yeah, yeah that didn't do all that well right the rock needs another big box office hit like Jumanji did okay, right? Yeah, yeah. But listen, The Rock's got to get serious now. The Rock's got to release this dolphin's frustration. Okay. I mean, The could- Rock stars in Dolphin Juices. Could this be a spinoff from his Baywatch franchise that he oh was doing? Oh my gosh, this is a sequel to Baywatch. I mean, just spin it off. A sexually frustrated <laughs> dolphin. And only the rock can save the beach. <laughs> it's closed. I mean, listen, everybody's attracted to the rock, right? Men, course, women, dolphins. Listen, uh, we are all mammals. It's got to be, uh, I mean, uh, I feel like... All right, The Rock's got to use his hands on the dolphin, but The Rock's hands are so smooth and move so fast, it's like a tornado. I want The Rock to relieve the dolphin <laughs> with his, his tornado-like hands. It is a dolphin rocknado. <laughs> Haley tweets is here. I just turned on my Jeep. First thing I hear is horny dolphin. I'm not sure what I missed beforehand, or even if I care, it's going to be a good day off. That's right. There is a horny dolphin who's been prowling a beach in France to where the mayor had to shut it down and basically say, don't go near the dolphin because it's a social solitary dolphin. It wants contact and is bumping up against people in boats and because it's frustrated. It wants the rock. Uh, Yeah. And basically we need the rock and we need this movie to be made. It's Zafar, the horny dolphin. It's Dwayne, the rock Johnson starring in Baywatch 2. Dolphin juices. Uh, Bob has gotten me a list of some of the ridiculous shark ocean sea creature movies that have come out in the past few years. Five-headed shark attack is a real thing. It says cruise passengers fight to survive when a hungry five-headed great white shark tries to feed on them. I watched it. It was completely ridiculous. No one's safe. Not worth your time at all unless you just want to, you know, laugh. Uh, There's a movie called Bait. You're like, all right, it seems normal. Wait till you hear this damn description. A powerful tsunami sends ocean waters rushing into an underground supermarket, (laughs) prompting the terrified shoppers to fight for their lives as vicious man-eating sharks glide down the aisles in search of a fresh meal. That is sharks in an underground supermarket. I feel like they could have done a better job with the title than bait, bait, right? Supermarket Shark Sweep. Get out of here. That's the title. Sprinkle Guy Fieri is the star oh of that one. Oh, my God. Beast of the Bering Sea. Two siblings hunting for gold get more than they bargained for when they strike an underwater cave that's occupied by sea vampires. Oh, surprise. Uh, there is one on sci-fi called Damn Sharks. What is D-A-M Sharks. And it just says, sharks in a dam. The worst. <laughs> That's the description. It's a full description. The worst. It's just called Damn Sharks. Forget about the five-headed shark. This is the worst. Damn Sharks. Uh, there was a movie called Dino Croc vs. Super Gator. Enormous reptiles escape from a research facility on a tropical island and feast on tourists, culminating in a clash between a prehistoric crocodile and a monstrous alligator. There's Eye of the Beast. A giant squid terrorizes a small fishing town after overfishing causes a shortage of food. It stars James Vanderbeek. Of course it does. Mega Shark vs. Giant Octopus. 
two colossal prehistoric monsters terrorize the California coast while battling uh, for supremacy of the sea, featuring Lorenzo Lamas and Debbie Gibson. Raging Cajun Redneck Gators is a real movie. A Louisiana family lived to regret dumping a bad batch of moonshine into a nearby swamp. Aw, damn. When it transforms the bayou's alligators into dangerous mutants on a killing spree. <laughs> that is redneck, uh, raging Cajun raging redneck gators. Cajun. If that's on, how aren't you watching that? Like, how do you you're turn watching that, that off? If you stumble on that, you're watching it. We're just going down these ridiculous movies that have been made in the past, I don't know, a few years. Robo Shark, all hell breaks loose when a great white shark sinks its teeth into an alien space probe in the Pacific, creating a Robo Shark that invades Seattle and devours everything in its way. Sounds legit. There is Shark the Puss versus Terracuda. Oh. A shark octopus hybrid confronts a beast that's half pterodactyl, half barracuda. <laughs> Terracuda. Shark the Puss versus Whale Wolf. The aquatic villain faces off against another hybrid beast Wait, did you created say whale? by a mad scientist. Whale wolf? That's whale wolf. I don't know if that was done in a lab or one <laughs> crazy ass wolf got into the ocean and mated with a whale. Either way, if Shark the Puss versus Whale Wolf turns on, you ain't turning it off, right? Hell no. All right, last one. Let me just get to this one okay. real quick. This All is right. the last. I mean, there's a ton of them. These ridiculous shark and sea creature movies. This one is called Piranaconda. <laughs> a piranha anaconda hybrid terrorizes a movie crew after a scientist steals an egg from the creature's nest. Again, the title of that movie, and that can be seen on sci-fi, is Piranaconda. Piranaconda. Not sure if it's an adult movie or not, but Piranaconda. There's a Krispy Kreme robber down in Florida. Yes, it is time for oh, another hello. Florida story. Here we go. Attention all listeners of The Freak Show. It's time to travel to the Sunshine State. Yes. yes. It happened again. That's it's another Florida story. Driven by Pittsburgh Auto Depot. Uh, this guy down in Florida uh, robbed a Krispy Kreme uh, donut place. He was willing to bet dollars to donuts that police couldn't catch him robbing a Krispy Kreme. Police say 45-year-old Sawatu Wright came into this store on Northwest 13th Street, approached the register, and demanded money and donuts. Wow. An employee asked him to leave. Wright left the store but was arrested by GPD. I mean, you might as well, right? If you're robbing the Krispy Kreme, you're not just going to say, give me the money in the register. You're going to say, listen, I saw the sign. I mean, you could smell it. Ooh, I, know, I smell it. I know you got fresh donuts. Let me get a couple dozen to go. When questioned by police, Wright said he was trying to get a donut from the secret menu and admitted to demanding money. Whoa, hold on Whoa, a minute. See, this, this regular Krispy Kreme donut robbery where the guy asked for money and donuts just took a turn. Does Krispy Kreme have a secret menu? I honestly don't know, but I absolutely love places that have secret menus. Like your sneaky monster donut. Okay, I am I am starting to wonder now if Krispy Kreme Donuts does have a secret menu. And this guy went in. All right, maybe here's the scenario. Maybe he went in because he heard that there was a Krispy Kreme secret menu and asked for something off the secret menu. They told him no. And then he's like, well, you know what? Uh, I'm going to go get my gun rob this place and you're gonna give me the donuts from the secret menu does krispy kreme can you google that right now google I'm looking, I'm krispy looking. kreme secret menu because this guy might have just been out of his mind too i mean he did rob a krispy kreme for money and donuts but he did ask for something off the secret menu i don't know if he was just out of his mind 
Maybe uh, just wasn't thinking straight, or if there is really a Krispy Kreme secret menu. It says that the secret menu of Krispy Kreme changes throughout the year. Oh, my God. So there is one, but there's always a birthday special under the secret menu, which is some type of special donut with, like, uh, like birthday sprinkles. So you're telling me that I need to go to Krispy Kreme oh my God, for right. my birthday. Yes. But is that it, though? Did they just give you, like, a birthday donut and put, like, birthday sprinkles on it? Uh, that's what it looks like, yeah. Right. See, I don't know. I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm making the trip to Krispy Kreme just for a birthday donut. I want some sort of monstrosity donut on the secret menu. Like, you pay them 40 bucks, and they bring out a donut that's the size of a wheel. That's what I want in the secret menu, you know? A five-pound donut? That Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So Krispy Kreme doesn't, I mean, they do have a secret menu, but it's not like it, it changes, what do you say, every month? Yeah, so maybe this guy went, went for the secret menu, and it wasn't what he wanted, and... Oh, maybe that's it. Maybe dude just or, had enough. Or maybe he knew what the donut on the secret menu was one month, and then he came the next month wanting that donut, and they mm-hmm. couldn't give it to him, and then he's just like, all right, well, listen, I'm just going to straight up rob this place now. And you're going to make the donut yeah, for me. Yeah, exactly. So, wow, I didn't know that was a thing. I know some places have a secret menu. I did not know Krispy Kreme was one of them, but a five-pound wheel-sized donut is what I want. We have fallen down an internet wormhole of secret menu items. Yeah. Right? I mean, we have... Yeah. The show has taken a turn here, and all I want to know is what places have secret menus. What did you just find, Bob? Uh, a Five Guys? for On the Five Guys menu? All right. A, if you go to the burger place, Five Guys. Yeah. Double grilled cheeseburger where they replace the buns with grilled cheese. Get out of here. So it's like a grilled cheese you sandwich. Can get, you can get grilled cheese at Five Guys, yeah. I didn't even know that. I think, I don't know if it's on their kids' menu, but it's on the, yeah. Okay. So they use a grilled cheese for the bun. Two grilled cheese. Yeah. So to act like the top of the bun and the bottom of the it's a full grilled cheese sandwich and then burger in the middle? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. The thing with secret menus, though... Because I remember one time, didn't Arby's have a secret menu item called, like, Mountain of Meat or something like that? Uh, yeah, Where yeah. they gave you every type of meat that they have on one sandwich. And I know some Wendy's even went as far as to advertise it. I think it was, like, $20, and you could get the, I think it was called... The Meat Mountain. Was it the Meat Mountain? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. And I went to order it one day, and they're like, we don't even know what you're talking about. So, like, the secret menu sometimes is so secret... Don't you lie to me. ...that not all the places know about it. I was just looking up McDonald's. They say uh, some McDonald's you can ask for the land, air, and sea burger, which is regular beef patty, chicken Uh patty, and fish filet. All stacked? Yeah, land, air, and sea. Also, a Monster Mac is a Big Mac with eight patties and eight slices of cheese. Now, see, a lot of these... Eight patties? Eight patties. Uh, Monster Mac. Eight patties, eight slices of cheese. Yeah, there's something called the Wendy's Meat Cube as well. Okay, what is the Meat Cube? (laughs) You know how their patties are like, whatever, a quarter pound. It's four patties stacked on top of each other, all cheesed up. That really would, because Wendy's burgers are more so like, you know, like Like a square, Literally a cube of meat. Oh, that kind of looks amazing. It looks delicious. See, now, I don't know why, like, why don't places just go all in with that? Like, if I'm Wendy's, I say $8, you get a meat cube. Dude, so many people would just go buy one. Just just to... Just to try it. Listen, not even to eat the whole thing. Just to put it on 
Instagram saying they're eating the Wendy's meat cube. Meat cube for the gram. Right? Meat cube for the gram. I mean, there's their hashtag too. We are marketing geniuses. I'll tell you, I can we work at a marketing firm and also do our radio show? Because I feel like we come up with crazy marketing ideas constantly. Uh, Gecko has a secret menu. Are we allowed to talk about that? Or is that still like uh, under the table? You have to know somebody at Gecko who knows somebody to get the Gecko secret menu. Because here I mean, it's featured on the... You just got to... All right, go ahead. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. The thing about the Gecko secret menu is it's never going to let you down because you know what you're getting. <laughs> so, like, with these other places in the secret menus, it's like... You kind of think you can go to McDonald's and order a Monster Mac, but you're not sure. Because I tried to order the Meat Mountain at uh, Arby's before, and they just told me no. I didn't, I didn't even know what I was talking about. And I'm just like, every meat you have on a sandwich, they're like, we can't even do that. I'm like, all right. I'm just, I didn't want to argue. I'm like, all right, I'll see you later then. I don't want anything. But if you go to Get-Go, and you go to uh, the touch screen at Get-Go, right? I mean, should we tell everybody what the secret menu is, or should we figure have you figure it out yourself? I mean, you can Google it, right? I, I think you can Google it. Well, maybe. Google Gecko secret menu and see what comes up. Because I don't want to, I don't want to say how to get to the secret menu on the touch screen if that's something that Gecko doesn't want us specifically promoting on the air. You know, I think it's, I think it's always been kind of like a, you think you know the Gecko secret menu exists, you just have to know somebody who tells you where to go on the menu. Uh, yeah, it's online. Okay. So we want to tell people just real quick how to get to the uh, Gecko secret menu, right? Is it that? Is it that combo right there? Is that what it is when you Google it? Yeah. All right. Yeah. If you go to a Gecko, click on food. You're going to make a food order. <laughs> go to subs. Your Gecko's hilarious. They created like a secret menu on their website. It just says first rule of secret menus: you do not talk about secret menus. All right, well, well we no, can't talk then, about secret menu then. then this small, is like Fight Club then, then, then with Gecko. Then in small print, it just says second rule: the first rule is flexible. Oh, okay, so we can talk about the first rule is don't talk about the secret menu, but second rule is flexible. This okay, is, it's hidden on the Gecko website. All right, what they got at Gecko? Secret menu, <laughs> and I think Gecko's secret menu changes too. All right, so here's what you need to do. Go to Gecko. Go to one of the, the touch screens where you order your food at Gecko. Hit food. Hit subs. Uh-huh. Then on the subs page, click on where it says subs on the, the menu title. So you have to be on the subs page, yes, right? Yes, yes. You have to be on subs page. But then don't click on a sub. Just click on where it says subs on the subs page, and then I'm pretty sure that's going to take you to the Gecko secret menu. Whoa! Unlock the secrets. Rachel just tweets here, I worked at Wendy's in high school. They never trained us on the secret menu items. So, yes, it's secret to even employees, too. See, that's why some places are secret menu. You, I guess sometimes you just got to get the right employee and explain to them what it is, maybe, and you'll get it. At Gecko, though, however, we just told you, you can go to a Gecko today, this weekend, hit that touch screen, and get the, uh, the magical Gecko secret menu, which I don't even know what's currently on. I haven't done a secret menu item in a while. So there you go. Secrets. Gecko secrets. Oh my gosh, we didn't, uh, I mean, we're coming towards the end of the show here. We haven't done the Naked Story yet. We almost broke the streak ourselves. It would have been on us. We talked about the Naked Story that we had today. And then just but I've, completely I've, compl- I've completely forgot about it for the last, like, I don't know, 
hour or so since we mentioned it. So uh, if you're somewhat new to the show or, you know, uh, a lot of listening schedules are different now that kids are going back to school and parents are taking their kids around and maybe parents are usually not up this early mm-hmm. and now you're up because you got to take the kids to school, all that stuff. So if you're not kind of in with what we're doing here me and bob got to the point where it feels like every day on our show there was somebody who would either be drunk or higher for whatever reason just a little off and they would get naked in public and get arrested for it uh so we now number how many shows in a row we do with a naked story we don't try to force it we let it uh -uh. naturally happen we had a good streak that lasted uh quite a while the first streak but that that uh, that ended so we're now on our second streak for the 19th? 19th, yeah. 19th show in a row. It's a naked story. Whoa! It happened again. Someone decided to get naked. It's time for another naked story on the 96-1 Kiss Morning Freak Show yep. with Mikey and Big Bab. Uh, this also uh, a Florida story. Happened down in Vero Beach, Florida. A man was dressed, uh, arrested on a misdemeanor charge after allegations involving an orange speedo. Police in Vero Beach in Spadoo countered 45-year-old Joseph Pierre. Oh. That sounds like the name of a guy that's wearing an orange Speedo, right? Just out there strutting. I'm Joseph Pierre. Don't touch my orange Spadoo. This is my orange Spadoo. Uh, so Joseph Pierre, 45 years old, in an orange Speedo, repeatedly was letting himself hang out near the oh. showers. A lifeguard, a lifeguard said he got a complaint from a person on the beach that uh, the man was exposing himself. The man had on an orange speedo bikini, uh, the back of which was below his hips, exposing uh, himself. It says the uh, suspect was sitting in front of an open water spigot. He was holding the front of his swimsuit open. Oh, boy. Allowing the water into his private region, cleansing out the sand is what he said he was doing. So this 45-year-old guy... Officer, it's just very sandy in my spidoo. I have a sandy orange spidoo. The sand's got to come out. I'm not some sort of sandy savage. The sand's got to come out of my spadoo. <laughs> so this guy uh, thought it was okay. And listen, I feel like he's doing more than just washing the sand out. Because if you're wearing a Speedo... I think there was a point where he was facing the beach. Yeah, well, if you're at one of those outdoor showers... Letting it hang out. And if you really have a sandy bulge in your Speedo... And you can't, you gotta get the sand out. Officer, I was building sand castles. Listen, if you open the speedo up, only you should be able to see in your own speedo, right? That should not be a public display unless somebody is also washing with you. And at that point, I don't know if they'd even mind seeing what's in the speedo. But the problem was that this guy had to go above and beyond. The speedo might have not only been pulled frontwards I mean, to get the sand out. I think he pulled it down, too. All of it. All of it came out. So, no matter if you're wearing a Speedo or not, uh, Vero Beach, Florida. I'm just out here strutting on the beach and, in my Speedoo. Listen, the lesson we take from that, no matter how sandy your Speedo gets, that <laughs> does not mean that the whole beach needs to see your privates. It's Florida and a naked person making the show once again. 961 Follow and tweet the 961 Kiss Morning Freak Show. Katie tweets us, you just know it's going to be a good day when the first words you hear on the radio is cat nipples at fs mikey and at fs big bob hold on hold on hold on hold on what what 
Uh, Mikey and Bob, it is the Kiss Morning Freak Show. Everybody hold on one second here. We may need a ruling on this. Uh, Derek W. just sent us a Facebook message. Uh-huh. Uh, we were just talking about a story down in Vero Beach, Florida, where a guy was wearing uh, Speedo, and uh, he was washing sand out of it, so he was exposing himself because he was at a like one of those beach showers, and he was pulling his Speedo down, and uh, he got arrested. Derek W. just sent us a Facebook message. I'm not sure the naked story should count as a naked story today, as the Speedo never came off, and he was never completely naked. Overexposed, yes. Naked, I don't think so. I just want to keep the show pure and honest. Uh, now, I don't think you need to be completely naked like that to qualify for a naked story. I think just anybody who exposes themselves, I they mean, don't have to be completely naked. Like the other, Like the other day on the show, there was a guy who was butt-ass naked but wearing pink socks on a bike on I-95 in Florida. That counts as naked. Parts out are parts out. You know what, though? I'm going to make a ruling. I think he's right. I think the na- I think the naked streak came to an end today. I disagree. Hold on, though. I may change your mind when I say this detail of the story. He was taken to jail on a disorderly conduct charge. That's it. So it's no public nudity. It's no exposure. It's nothing like that. They just got him for disorderly conduct. So Probably I th- because they didn't see his parts out. You think that's what it is? I don't know. If I had to guess, that's why. I don't know, man. It's a, it's a tough call. It's a tough call. Because he said he was just washing the sand out while other people at the beach said... <laughs> A little more in sand being washed out there, boss. I feel like we should pick one listener who needs to be our nudity judge. Actually, I think it should be uh I think it should be Sally Wiggin. I think WTAE legendary anchor, anytime we need a nudity ruling, we should call Sally Wiggin. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> uh not today though. It won't be today. We do. Don't we need a nudity judge? I feel like we need a nudity judge now. Well, I feel like it has to be Wigan. Now you kind of ruined it if it's not Wigan. Yeah, I set the bar way too high, man. I set the bar way too high. I mean, we can't count on Sally Wigan to every day be at our beck and call when we need a nudity call. We need call. a backup then. You know? See back? No. All right. I, we'll figure it out. But I feel. don't you feel like we need a nudity judge? So are, are after we done? This controversial Do we restarting? Uh, no, I think we went all in, and I think, listen, he... That was okay. I, his parts were out. I, I think we're going to keep it going. I think the nudity streak... Derek did have me thinking, but the nudity streak continues. Okay, we're way over right now. The Ryan Seacrest Show is supposed to be on now, but we have a couple things we need to do. Freak Show question of the day is going to be around 5.30 with Tall Kathy. You get the question right. You win a prize. You win some tickets, maybe. Uh, freak Show question of the day today. Listen to Kathy later. Uh, question of the day. What... What were we doing for today in Freak Show history today at 7 a.m.? The answer, hot mom check-in. If you if you didn't listen at 7 a.m., that probably just blew your mind because we haven't done that in years on the show. Hot mom check-in is the answer to the Freak Show question of the day. All right, so we got that out of the way now. So we're good, right? Yeah, we're all right. All right, six more chances uh, throughout the day today to listen uh, to win trips to our iHeartRadio Music Festival. Your next chance coming up around 11.10 with Ryan Seacrest. Also, more chances for you to qualify to go to any Sandals resort you want later this afternoon with Tall Kathy around 2.30. 
and uh, 430. All right, that's it. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Maybe okay. we'll have another naked story. Bye-bye. This is On Air with Ryan Seacrest.